back with another one this is pbe daily early mornings and late night podcast my name is point blank Iwumbi. thank you so much for the support and constant consistent listening to the actual show i took the time to make this episode because there's this one topic that i was actually swirling around my head and i figured okay it's time for this one to come out and i know most of my ideas are actual swirls because it's not just mind farts i'm taking i'm putting into production but i'm also taking uh for lack of a better phrase these rabbit holes i'm trying to put them in perspective for myself and based upon that i think this is going to be a little bit informative and i hope it's not taking the wrong tone in the wrong direction but before we get into that work has been going well of course a few pauses here and there but those pauses are for the for the greater good because there was one book that i was told to actually start revamping again and i'm revamping it as we speak finished a couple of character sketches and i finished i put those out and still have been able to make sure i maintain full hours of sleep at night and i'm also trying to reduce the extent to which i actually binge on junk food also because i think it's time for me to start letting my body just be heal healthy as best as it could and my excesses will never really serve a great purpose so i think i've reduced the number of times i take junk food because sometimes the junk food actually comes in because i have a deadline that's annoying at me and the last thing i need is to have to worry about what i need to feed myself for sustenance and then sit down and do the work that is required so in that case and in that regard i'm, I'm trying my best to be a good person now this topic that i've chosen for this particular episode may come off as me trying to be very very conspiracy driven but i think i'm basing this upon my want for you to hear me out and you decide which direction i'm taking is it actually correct or am i just making uh, a big hoopla over nothing that's actually happening in reality so here goes nothing the world i chose was was serfdom because when i first heard about serfdom it in a, to a certain degree made sense because when i look at how serfs worked in the roman empire and i could be wrong so do not take this as biblical truth so here are my understandings of of serfdom number one you are taken as a slave or as a a person in service during wars now after being taken in service during wars they'd sit you down or they'll put you in a position where you're fed and clothed in order for you to work for a living and once you worked for a living in the position that you've been given to work you would serve a specific period of time and after you serve that specific period of time you take yourself away from that particular period in time and once that is done you are given money and you're given a portion of land to go find your own fate and move forward past that which was you being in a specific place now that being said if you look at that situation you are given the chance to be free you just had to earn your freedom granted you got into servitude by being forced into a position that you were never in but then conquest in wars sometimes just doesn't benefit the person who's behind being on the poor side of things now that being said let's talk about how europe redefined the whole idea of of servitude and slavery and that's where things become a little bit trickier become a little bit dicey because now that when america the americas were formed and the american state became a thing it turned into a whole situation of now you're keeping people enslaved forever and then i started thinking about the different colonial powers that actually existed thereafter and after the second world war you couldn't hold on to colonial powers as you had expected because you've made the mistake of and i make say i say mistake as far as in quotes you've made the mistake of showing man that he has the ability and the capacity to be free 
Now, if you have the capacity to be free, why would I ever want to be put under another person's boot? So you take you take yourself away from that particular form of being a servant and being in servitude, and you go out and you get the chance to do it to to determine your future in your own country, in the land of your birth, and to even have a future for your children and family in the land of your birth. Now that is what was probably not expected for most people in public. But then let's take it up a notch when you see this particular situation. After the fact of independent nations being created, the very first leaders of those independent nations, some of them came with ill intent. And when I say they came with ill intent, I mean this. When you have national leaders whose whole idea of being national leaders was to inherit the position that was created by the colonial powers prior to them. And the whole idea is you want the people who do not come from the same chiefdoms that you come from to now be under you your boot the same way they were under the boot of the colonial power that actually offends me because it makes me think of people not really taking us seriously as far as being of worth in determining our own fate in our, and our own existence and it's what i've been seeing as what african leaders have been doing as far as how they treat uh the, their fellow man and Here's the problem I have with that whole situation. You can only fool people for, for so long. And to a certain extent, the, the assumption that this is biblical truth or biblical law that people are supposed to be under another person's boot is, is comical because uh, lest you forget, I am not about to start letting another person dictate my future or dictate my, my, my present and where my, my life is supposed to take itself. And the thing that makes me sad is when I see that it's actually happening in greater numbers and and it's actually happening in broad daylight like take for example the fact that very many people right now are, are going through very dire constraints as far as financial success or financial gain i know very many people have lost their jobs i've known very very many people are being put into positions where they cannot really dictate what is going to happen to them for the next couple of weeks of their lives let alone the next couple of months of their lives and even in those dire circumstances, the guys who are putting them in those positions are acting as if it's their fault that they're in that position. Yet, we have a higher number of people who are not being taxed in our existence. And the more that, that they're not being taxed and the, the, the rest of us are being, are being heavily taxed and even like the increase of the things being taxed in our lives. And to actually hold themselves above the rest of us is one of those most annoying and it, it bugs me that they don't see what they're doing. This has happened before. I've hinted at it before on this podcast and I'll continue hinting at it without trying to make... A, this is not a cry out for revolution. This is a cry out for the middle class and any class beneath that to be like, my guy, let's make sure the money circulates with between us first before it actually goes all the way up to those who claim they're doing national greatness. Because... I firmly believe any person who works in aristocracy or works very close in close proximity to power as far as political power is concerned is tone deaf to what's happening in everyday existence. And because they're tone deaf, it's hard for me to see how you can tell a person like that, uh, the taxing of water may become an issue 
very very soon perhaps reduce the strain that you're putting on everybody else so that we're able to actually move the economy up make it slightly more healthy so that by the time you ramp it up a little bit more by reducing the tax and giving people the chance to actually feed themselves and take care of themselves they wouldn't want your head on a pike again these are very angry words but it's not the plan i'm trying to put out i'm just hoping that to a great extent people take seriously the whole idea of you cannot keep telling people that they are worth nothing and acting as if we are worth nothing and then i mean when i look at kenyan politics right now it's like they want they want people to be peasants so bad and we're not going to give them the luxury of thinking in that direction because lest you forget i am not here to be treated as if i'm beneath you to even assume that would be a great mistake never ever assume anything about anybody who walks the streets every day if i actually take the time to leave my humble abode and go make something of myself and you dare wake up and think because you live in a certain position in life you can actually dictate to me that which is my finding my purpose and my finding my direction and determining my fate you are sorely mistaken and i think the best way to move forward from here is this i would like us all as a as a, as a country to just educate ourselves on better ways to actually improve ourselves without having to look unto the fool who thinks he's better educated than the rest of us because he has been doing the same cliche thing for over 30 years and thinks it's still the same formula that's going to work media outlets are finding out right now that it's kind of impossible to actually make revenue back to your own pocket because print media is slowly making its way out and everyday broadcasting is slowly making its way out but it's beginning to happen in in, in city centers and as it continues to now infiltrate further down into places where they never really gave those people an opportunity to make city centers of their own it's now nipping them in the bud policies that have existed since 1963 in independence to keep some people tone deaf and keep some people informed is ending up to work against those who thought they could hold on to power forever because now your pockets are being messed with but the problem with those in power is the thing is they don't find innovative ways to improve the economic stances of an industrial nation that never got to be industrious they use the whole idea of industry as a political pawn time and again we get we get told about what was happening in the 1990s where you'd and late, late and late 80s where you'd you'd use potential businesses in certain regions as ways to make them become serfs for the state or make them become a peasantry for the state because i'll put this factory in your region if you promise loyalty to me i will put these farms in your region unless you promise loyalty to me I will put these educational centers in your region unless you promise loyalty to me. If you don't promise loyalty, you will not have any structures, you will not have a fighting chance, you will be denied the opportunity to actually compete. Matter of fact, I'll do you one better. Since you have proven you don't want to bend the knee, I'm going to take care of my region and the guys who come from my clan and my clan is going to be better than your clan. Now, that can't be done the same way because in many parts of this country right now we're all intermingling our different clans and different communities like the 
current state as far as the family family dynamic has more uh, intermarried clans than anything else communities are actually inter intermarrying because i think we can preserve that which was the tribal uh, outlines that we had prior to our current existence and once we preserve that we continue to marry into one another so that we can actually wipe clean these ideas that were born in colonial period and when i say colonial period i mean this divide works better than unification and when you start giving people handbooks when they're coming in to control territory in a certain country and giving them the handbook that describes certain regions and giving allocations of names to those communities then it turns into something that even the communities are now tone deaf to even knowing that these were all ideas that were forced upon them and they can they can live without those ideas but it takes generations for them to forget that these are all lines that were drawn for them and those lines do not exist as fact so again i am not saying all this to say i want people to pick up arms and pick it uh, along streets with certain of certain people of certain ethnicities that is not the case to even do that would be idiotic and if you are even thinking about that kind of radical change being the solution your anarchy thinking needs to stop anarchy isn't the way there's ways to do these things strategically and i think it's possible to do it by all of us just being informed enough to slowly but surely make the right decisions on how we conduct ourselves with the personal wealth, the wealth that we create i'll give an example it's an example i always go to on this podcast and i'll use it again say you're a person who you're a, you have a sweet tooth you're a sucker for certain kinds of uh, fruits certain kinds of candy and all that and you know a person in your neighborhood who makes the most amazing like mix of fruit as far as blending the fruits together making your perfect mix now that person is not doing it under the banner of a big corporation that person is just a small business in the neighborhood i suggest you buy from that person because that money stays in the neighborhood because when you purchase that juice from that person the money he makes from actually purchasing more fruits and vegetables from uh, another person who's just an individual not a corporation that money stays in the pockets and educates the people in that community now by doing that you give a fighting chance to their kids and by that i mean this my pop used to have this policy and i think he still uses it to this day if he's going to travel out up country he will hire a vehicle that has a big capacity as far as the trunk and when that big capacity in the trunk is involved he'll go to a certain town center when he gets to that small town center he'll find let's say five six ladies and they're all selling the same product he'll spend a thousand shillings on each stack up the back and then he'd keep on going and keep on going so by the time he gets to nairobi the man has 10 kids so he'll just get all the food put together and everybody's every house is given the amount that they could hold and the amount that will actually take care of them until the next time he goes on a drive so by him doing that he not only has taken care of making sure that there's food security in the house for both homes but he's also taken care of other homes in this sense and i asked him about it and he said the whole idea is this him growing up my grandmom wasn't employed she had to find a way to make food happen and if she find a person who actually would buy her wares when those wares were bought she was able to actually make money that would actually take the kids to school now to you it may look as nothing when you don't buy fruits from a person because you're like well they have fruits they could just eat the supply but then again hip hop has taught us you never get high on your own supply so by you purchasing that fruit from that fruit vendor you've actually made it possible for the food vendor's kids to be educated to be taken care of to be clothed now that gives opportunity to the person who's actually be going to be raised thereafter but if you continue to make it very impossible for the child who's watching their mother and father suffer and feel like they have to really struggle in order to make their lives 
become even to an extent close to freedom and comfort are you going to be then surprised when you see that child wake up with anger and wake up with resentment and want to take either by force or by finding ways to find loopholes in their existence to actually control the different places that they've seen people become classes above them i was always told my place in the 90s in the, in the early 2000s i was always shown that i don't belong and i was always shown that by people who believe because of the birth lineage that they come from that they have a say in my existence it's literally one of the reasons why i say the mantra i say at the end of the episode because a person believes because they were born through certain circumstances that that means that they are automatically built to be successful in those circumstances that is idiotic that is a great assumption that we'll have to have, will have to be squashed one way or another and i'm super passionate about that and it's why many people will not take seriously the, the utterances i make because they think i'm trying to be funny i'm not trying to be funny I'm not trying to be revolutionary. I'm trying to be factual. Assume anything about a people who do not know what the future holds and then choose to wake up and say, well, since I don't know what the future holds, I have nothing to lose. And they take a day at a time and they push themselves and they chug forward. Then you really don't understand that the fact is the more you push people into a corner the more they actually gang up and they find a way to raise their shields and fight their way out of that corner and the solidification that's been created amongst people who are now being pushed to serfdom and even pushed into peasantry it's going to come back to nip the state in the bud and it's not only here but it's across the continent and it's across every other country that after the second world war the leaders who were born into those positions felt the need to borrow from that which was the oppression that they had before so somebody is actually idiotic enough to think by borrowing that which was the existing status quo and putting that as how to run a state they think that that's going to work they're sadly mistaken because information is being passed even in even greater numbers as opposed to how it used to be in the past where a person would actually just be given a piece of a pamphlet or they could actually read it and there's there's more literacy in existence and the literacy is actually being spread globally and an article comes out in new york i will read it in nairobi at the same time an article comes out in denmark i'll read it in nairobi at the same time an article come, comes up in in uh in st petersburg I will see it in the same time and i'll be aware of it unfortunately we've also been found to be reduced to an, an existence where we feel we have to want to be famous and want to we have to want to be in a position of actual or shall we say uh celebrity so as a result we will fake information and we will destroy information and we will taint information so the actual amount of truth that exists is even more minuscule like in some cases some people will listen to this podcast episode and think i'm trying to troll my way into fandom i'll tell you this as a fact i've never really broadcasted this 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 podcast and put it on an ad in order to get people to actually gear themselves towards listening to this i am not doing this particular form of information to get people to want to really see me as this guy who wants to be put on a pedestal that is not the case i've been popular I've been toward toward some people call famous. It's noise because it's just an accolade that comes with no fiscal power. Because to my understanding, fame comes with a form of authority that will actually change things. Fame has the ability to actually change lives of not just the person who has the fame, but also the people who look up to the famous individual. And as far as I'm concerned, the only famous celebrity I care about right now is Vusi Tambakwayo. 
that's the only guy I give a damn about. That guy is making great moves as far as trying to influence the people who are young around him to actually move themselves from serfdom to actual greatness. And because of that, I will say this mantra in honor of what he stands for and the masterclasses he's done. He even did a masterclass yesterday. I look forward to watching the actual clip on YouTube so I could learn some things from this man. I will say it once, I've said it twice, and for 101 episodes and now 103 episodes, I will say it again. Be Caesar or be nothing at all thank you again for taking the time to always hang out with me to, uh, to tonight i'm going to be doing some more artwork in the house hopefully to make great things happen there are many things happening in the country in regards to how to improve artistry and how to improve industry and artistry so there are countless talks that are taking place there's one talk that's happening at power 254 i believe it's happening on the saturday i'm not really certain but i'll check the dates and i'll keep you informed on that in tomorrow's podcast there's another one happening on saturday at, at uh, creative hub and it's dealing with the trying to make an industrious way for us to work together as creators please make sure to attend one of these two events if the, the dates do not come off clearly in this particular episode of the podcast i'm going to add them as tags on the instagram image i'm going to post so do take time to go hang out and check out these things learn from those who came before you until the next episode, do not take this as a way of me trying to destroy that which you have as status quo. I simply want you to find a way to be great. Oh no. <laughs>